right, everybody. Thank you again for tuning in to another episode of So We Did a Thing podcast. We are here with season two, episode three, Networking Effectively. I am your co-host, Tracy Lee, with my co-host, Kiana Latisse. Yes. Hello, hello. <laughs> Networking Effectively, my favorite topic. <laughs> Oh, yes. <laughs> now, how, oh, gosh. You say networking and my, my knees start to shake. I'm not oh, scared of much of nothing, but you say networking. I'm like, <laughs> don't stop getting, getting. <laughs> <laughs> oh. All right. So on that note, what, tell me, do you have the same definition of networking now as a business owner that you had before owning your business? No, I um I don't even network like the traditional <laughs> the okay. traditional way of networking doesn't work for me. Okay. Um I mean not just because of COVID. Um and there's no not much interaction with people and things of that nature. Um but no, I don't network at all. I am more into building relationships. Okay. Um I feel like the networking is so corporate. I <laughs> find traditional networking, Tracy. Hmm. Uh, it's corporate. Yeah, it's like you know, very you know, handshake, transactional. Here's my business card. This is what I do. This is what I and you know, out of a hundred people, maybe somebody's there that is somebody I can really work with or have, you know, an interest of. And then if it's not that, it's just the selling of, mm. you know, you're a banker. So you're selling me your bank, you're an insurance person, you're selling me your insurance. So yeah, I, um, that's just been my experience. And since I've really not had time to network, I mean, we had a great time at the black girl ventures. I like that. Yes. Um, but even in that though, I didn't do a lot of mingling and who are you, what are you, what, you know, I didn't, I just was there for the talk. My girlfriend from college was doing a speaking. I was super hyped too, but I did love the energy, energy right. of, um, you know, being around other women, black women in the entrepreneur space, but yeah, that's about it. Okay. So for me, networking before owning my business did not exist. Um, in the nursing world, you went to a conference, you gleaned whatever information you got, you brought it back with you and you implemented it how you wanted to implement it. I remember pretty much keeping my head down at most of the conferences that I went to because I wasn't there to make friends. I already had my friends. Um, and as you said, networking for me was very corporate and I was disillusioned. We talked about cubicle dreams. Um, I did not believe that I was in corporate America as a registered nurse. Um, I thought I was in the service field <laughs> and it wasn't until I came out and was talking to other people who worked in corporate. I was like, oh shit, I was in corporate. <laughs> um, so I, now that I am in the business world, I started to network the traditional way and found that um, I hate it, right? I can't, don't shove your business card at me. I really don't care who you are and what you do. It's like, what are you about? You know, that's, that's 
what and Tracy knows this because I I wasn't in the mood that day. <laughs> right. Um, and that's just how you know that's how I was. I am really about building relationships, and eventually, we will figure out how we work to get to together. You know, if we work together, maybe we're just friends. I, you know, maybe that's just the box that you sit in or the place that you're in in my life. So, um, but networking is not a, I think for a lot of people, because it has that old corporate feeling, right? Networking is something that a lot of, I will say I've interacted with um, a lot of women who hate networking because it mm -hmm. feels so icky, right? So I did not in the beginning define it, but networking is defined by, we're in Investopedia of all people, um, the exchange of information and ideas among people with a common profession or special interest, usually in an informal social setting. Um, it's often, often begins with a single point of common ground. I never found that, right? I found that, um, as you said, Tracy, it was very transactional. And most of the time it was extremely masculine and transactional, right? Um, and we talked in season one about, you could tell the newbies, you know, in, in, their, in their business and how they present themselves. And um, so, yeah, I just, I, I don't network. I relationship build and eventually we figure out, or I, I like deep connections. Um, and I find with networking, there's a lot of small talk. I don't, I don't have time. I don't have the patience. I don't have the bandwidth for superficiality. I think I made up a word, um, but I just don't. <laughs> yeah, no, I don't. I don't. Well, I do. I do small talk pretty good. Um, I don't really enjoy it much, but I definitely can do that surface, um, quick conversation, whatever. Um, but yeah, I just it's. It's really not my thing, this whole, the whole network. And I think like you said, the biggest thing is it's very masculine. It's mm. very masculine and it feels like a sales pitch. Yes. And I don't feel like selling you on what I do. I don't feel like, you know, um, and I don't, I don't want to keep going. I don't know what your next point is going to be. So now you, you mentioned the sales pitch, right? And I think, um, cause so you went to um, Power Up. Did they talk to you all about um, elevator pitches and all of that good stuff? Um, yeah. How how did that go for you? How did how did that feel for you? Well, it was interesting because we did it. Okay, so for our cohort, they broke us up, and we were under our business coach. So I want to say it might have been twenty something of us, and then out of the twenty, we all got broken up into three. We had three business coaches, and so. I think maybe eight of us were under our business coach. Mm -hmm. And so um, as part of our presentation at the end, we got our like certificate and all that kind of stuff. Um, we did have to do like a elevator pitch of what our business was and you know, that kind of stuff. And so in our last meeting as a group, cause we kept, we continued to meet with the coach, but as our, at our last meeting as a group, we all together, pretty much broke down everybody's business and created the pitch from there. So for me, it was really good because I've always had a hard, I find it very hard. I think a lot of people find it hard to talk about themselves right. and to talk about their business. But because we had all been together for as long as we had, other people got to talk about what they saw your business as. Okay. And so we were able to take bits and pieces of that. And then I was able to create my elevator pitch for, um, 
the presentation. Okay. And for those of you who aren't familiar with the elevator pitch, it depends. They they um, go in different bits, right? So you have like a 10 second, a 30 second, um, and then you have like a one minute, and then there's a 10 minute pitch. And this the the time frame difference. The the elevator pitch comes from <laughs> amazingly. Um, men would hop in the elevators with people that they wanted to get their business in front of and they would have the time frame in the elevator to pitch their business. So that's why it's called the elevator pitch. And again it was it's it's it was um masculinely developed and um it and for me it it doesn't necessarily allow for the space for people to get to know you, which is really what it boils down to. Um, networking is really about connecting with people in a way so that when they when they need something or they're thinking about something, that you are the first person that they consider in those situations, right? And so, for instance, um, whereas I don't I didn't believe in networking the old-fashioned way I went to uh, we have the Chamber of Commerce of Philadelphia we have the African-American Chamber of Commerce um, I'm trying to think those are the two big name uh, organizations that we have that are chambers in the Philadelphia area and I've I've dated both of them and mm -hmm. I have not taken them home have you dated either of those two organizations no no Okay. <laughs> so she didn't even waste her time. Um, yeah, I at least no, it's not even. I don't want to say a waste of time, right. but to be honest, I just don't have the time. Mm -hmm. You know, between my family and my business, and just really, you know, I don't have. I, I for me, uh, I'll get that kind of time when I have employees. Mm that'll free up my time to be able to go and do and see and conversate with and create these relationships with, you know, whatever, whatever. But I don't have that. I'm here, sun up, sun down, then I'm home. Right. So if there's something going on, and a lot of these places, they have stuff in the middle of the day. Yeah, either in the middle of the day or in the evening, right. Yeah, at lunchtime, um, I'm working, you know. And so right. in the evenings, again, you know, my, with, my, with my family, my husband has his own business and his schedule is not set. Right, which is a whole bane of my existence. But anyway, um, <laughs> but yeah, his schedule's not set. So like even now with us recording, um, I had to literally invite, say, listen, this is this is what I'm doing. This is what it is. But it really, I had to plan around him as mm -hmm. opposed to really planning around me. So yeah, that's that's really the main reason why. Um, but I think for me. I'm so tired of being sold to. Mm -hmm. And so if I go anywhere and you are selling me something, I have no interest in continuing on, coming back, anything like that. And I hate to sound so selfish, but it really has to serve me and my business. And a lot of times these organizations I can't really say that because I haven't dated them like you have, mm -hmm. but they don't serve me and my solopreneurness right now. Right. They're really looking for somebody a little bit bigger than me or a little bit. And, and the reason is because I don't have an employee to fill in the time where I can be away. Right. So they can't help me right now. Now I will say, um, because while Tracy, you provide a service, there is still a product that comes in behind the service that you provide. Right. 
Um, so you're mm, product-based uh, service hybrid. Whereas from a service perspective, um, I know a lot of clientele comes from word of mouth, you know, and building up that clientele. People have to know what you're doing and mm -hmm. um, you have to network. So for me, I had to pound that pavement, right? I had to go out yeah. there and say, you know, this is who I am, this is what I do, and really start to drum up quote unquote business, but not in a sense of selling, just getting people to know who I am so that I am at the top of their mind when they're thinking about their- um, relationship. Exactly, their healthcare situation. Um, and the, and, and I, I will say, I can honestly say, that for me, going in those those um, directions with those two particular entities that I mentioned, it is a waste of time and money and effort and resources for me because, um, as you said, and you mentioned this before, having a um, being a single entrepreneur solopreneur is extremely different from being a member of a family and a solopreneur. And I found that a lot of their events. Um, are not geared towards the family solopreneur, um, and no. yeah, and and I don't I don't even really think that we're and you know they they were very geared towards the younger crowd and you know and I was just like I, that it just didn't it didn't align with where I am in in my my point of life so. Um, you said basically because of COVID and because of your situation, um, you don't necessarily network, but you, you follow people on, um, on social media, right? You like and interact with their stuff. Um, do you mm -hmm. consider that to be networking? Yeah, well, see, yes, I guess I do consider it to be networking, but it's to me not traditional. Okay. Um, for me right now, I am scouting products. Mm -hmm. that I would like to sell at Jukebox. And so a lot of the people that I follow, like I, I, I mainly go on Instagram like that. I'm on Facebook a little bit, but Instagram is where it's at for me. Um, but on Instagram is where I will see the product or see the person or go follow them, go look at their history or whatever. And then I will purchase for myself because that's part of my vending, vetting, and all of that kind of stuff. Um, and then if I like the product enough, then I will reach out for them to then sell in my store or whatever future I have in mind. I could just buy for me for a while and then later. Um, but for me, I try to deal with people who are on my level. Okay. There are solopreneurs like me, they might have a family, they might be single parents, whatever, but I and there, I, I mean, I have tears now of who I deal with as far as like, um, what relationships I want to be building. And so for me, that has helped. And then a lot of times they end up being people that becomes part of my circle, who I can talk to, who I can bounce ideas off of. So yeah, that's how it's been helpful for me lately. Okay. So you technically do network, right? And just not in the in the corporate sense of networking where you're going to events and shoving around business cards, right? Um, yeah. Okay. Because I, I found that... I don't that even carry my business card anymore. I just tell them to follow me on Instagram and then I'll do the same if I'm interested in their product. 
Okay. Because um, I, oh, I wanted to, that's a really good point. So how you network and how you disseminate your contact information is also kind of, well, I think for some people following on Instagram, because I, I found when I, when we were going out, a lot of people are like, oh, are you on Instagram? And I'm like, yeah, I'm on Instagram. But I still have um, a digital business card that I'm not using right now. But I love the platform um, that I'm on because it allows me to make necessary changes kind of real time. So even if somebody had my card six months ago, any changes I make to the card, they still get the update. Um, so I, going the non-traditional route um, in networking for me has looked like, um, finding organizations. And as you said, people who I can get to know, um, I'm just trying to think. So I have one organization I was a part of and kind of walked away from because of family and stuff. And now I'm back in it. And, and, the way that I approach this organization now is very different because I went to the organization thinking, oh, I'm going to get in just like that same kind of transactional thing. I'm going to get in. They're going to get to know me and then they'll use my services. And then I found out that um, there were some aspects of it that didn't gel with me, came back now. And I'm like, I'm just here to increase my circle of influence, right? Because um, as a as a registered nurse, I didn't really have a very large network. It was literally as you're in your place now where you're like, I wake up, I come into the store, I do what I have to do and I go back home for my family. That was the same place that I was in when I was working at the bedside. I was like, I'm getting up, getting these kids where they got to go, get me where I got to go, work my hours, pick my kids up, go back home. Um, so I didn't really have any space or room or capacity to build relationships with other people. And I want to share with the audience, networking really comes in wherever you are in your life, right? So for mm -hmm. instance, you know, where Tracy is, she's very clear on how she interacts with and she connects with people on Instagram because that's something that she could do. Um, I was able to go out to events for some events and then others I wasn't able to but I, I would always kind of caution you about getting into this place where you feel like you have to be at every single event, right? Um, mm -hmm. A lot of times people, when you, depending on your resources and, and your source and who you're going to for your business advice, they'll tell you, just get out there and get out there and get out there and pound the pavement. If that doesn't feel right to you, listen to that because there's a reason that that doesn't um, feel right to you. Were you ever given that advice, Tracy, to like get out there and pound the pavement? No, the only advice I was given was uh, what I shared in our last episode was to immerse myself mm -hmm. into the business. Um, and so for me, it, in the beginning, I felt the need to go out to some places that later I realized that really didn't feel like I should be there. Mm. Um, but I had no starting point. So I needed to start somewhere. So right. I had to go to and then figure, oh, okay, oh, yep. So, you know, it's almost like um, a vending event, mm -hmm. right? If you have a product and you want to be a part of a vending event, there is, now that I've done that, there are certain aspects of vending that I need to know before I sign up. Right. And sometimes that event may be best for me to just be a part of it as a consumer, mm -hmm. not as a vendor. You know what I'm saying? So 
but it all comes with time and you doing the thing to, re to recognize, oh, ooh, no, because for <laughs> my very first event that we did for Juice Box, I had, a ju I had two juicers, you know, we had produce on hand and we were making and, you know, we had the menu and all this other kind of stuff. But now, six years later, I've come with my drinks already ready. Right. And I remember... <laughs> Our last event that we did, there was it was a vegan event. It was amazing, one of the best events I ever did. A young lady, she had a whole vegan setup, food and everything, and they had a juicer and they were making juices. And I just giggled to myself because <laughs> it was like that is not gonna last. Right. And it didn't right. because she wasn't near sink. She wasn't near you know. And it, but that all comes with you have to experience it right. and know that you know i was able to control how much money i made because i knew with my products i knew you know ahead of time this is what i had if i fell out and we sold out so i knew we made x y and z as opposed to if yours come in with all of this stuff yeah you know it you know it's a headache so i feel like to say in the beginning, you probably are going to be out there just to be out there. You know, you're going to be, I was, I mean, how we, how I met Kiana, I was at a business event learning aspects of business that I felt like I needed to learn. But then those classes led me to the power up program that helped me in my first year of business. Right. So, you know, it, it just all, it, it all comes how it comes, but I do think that, um, I mean, I don't think you have to grind, but I think there is a level of you have to make time to show up to some things to start figuring out what's going to work for you and what's not going to work for you. Right. And you bring up a very good point, um, which I wanted to kind of um, echo, which is, so Tracy talked about non-traditional networking, right? That's the term that she used. That event that we went to where we met was not a networking event. It was actually an educational event for people who were either conceptualizing business or you were, there were folks at different levels of their business that were in that class. And it's, it's helpful to go to those kinds of events because that's also where your connections are going to come from. You know, um, and, and going, and Ed, Tracy also mentioned, you know, being, hey, I, in my space, I do vending events, but I also know that maybe this is what I need to do before I vend at this place. Because um, we both went to a bridal show earlier in the year just to check it out because we weren't sure if it was a good fit for us because we both have pounded the pavement in one way, shape, or form and know better than to just sign up blindly. Um, and I had called or reached out to the organization to get information about how much it would cost just to share with Tracy. And they were trying to get us to, you know, get me to sign up and get the table for October. And, right. you know, my gut, thank God I had done all the, I had learned other lessons earlier, which allowed me to listen to my intuition with this particular situation. And I was like, mm, I'm good because yeah. if, if the cost is, let's say the cost is $1,700, but by signing up now, I'm saving 250, that's not really a savings for me, right? Um, so I'm just gonna put in my head, it's gonna cost me $1,700 when I'm ready to sign up. That's just where I am. And it was a good thing I didn't get in contract because 
COVID happened probably three or four weeks afterwards. So it's yes. just really funny, you know, as Tracy's saying, be cognizant of where you're putting your energy, what your capacity is, and you know, what your responsibilities are as, along with your business. But you do also have to kind of have those um, experiences that prepare you for the next one. So that when something else comes up, you be like, yeah, no, mm, no, <laughs> you can't yeah. talk me into this. Right. Yeah. And I think that um, for me now, one of the ways that I can network effectively in my non-traditional way of networking is understanding um, the audience mm -hmm. that I'm going to be at. Yeah. Uh, what they're offering, who are they bringing, you know, in the beginning when we first uh, opened up Juicebox, you know, I pretty much did everything in the neighborhood so that the neighbors would know that I would be here and different things like that. But I also learned that every neighborhood event is not health-based. Mm -hmm. So I need to focus more on the health-based things because those are going to bring the people who would really uh come to my store you know what i'm saying um and then on the other side of that uh my son has a lemonade stand right and so, so it was really interesting now we do all natural you know we hand squeeze and it's um even, you know anyway it's all natural right it's not like syrup and stuff like that right. but we do add to you whatever um but the addition of my son's lemonade stand has allowed me to branch out to various places that juice box may not be able to yes, go. That's right. You know, and so I had to recognize that. And so now, I mean, we haven't done any events since this year, and I probably won't do that until next summer, depending on what it's all looking like. But, um, you know, it really helped me to understand the expansion of my business well my son's business um right. in the marketplace like out and about not just in the store because you know we can offer another variety of our business with the lemonade stand and we can go to more places than what my juice is right could right could do so um you know that it was just really interesting that that came revealed itself over time you know of us putting things together but that's what happens when you are however you're networking whether it's a vending event whether it's a networking event you will start to cut down on you know okay this is what's working this is not what's working just because somebody calls and says hey can i the answer could be an easy no because it's like oh no that's not we don't do that you know <laughs> oh well can you send some flyers maybe but i don't really want to spend money on that when it's not going to bring gonna me work. Yes, like, no, I'm not, no, thank you. I'll go as far as renting a table and you can gift it to somebody who really don't have it. You right. know, you can have a free table, but I'm, I'm cool. I don't, I don't know. You don't got to put my name up on sponsorship or nothing like that. But, you know, I'm, I'm just, now that's just crazy support in the cause, but juice box don't need to be there. Right. And, yeah. oh, and you, so speaking of going out into your community, um, networking effectively actually looks very different um, in different ways because you brought up how whereas the lemonade stand can go places the ju the juice bar can't necessarily go um, mm -hmm. you the business owner 
within your community and different things, you can go places that not necessarily your business can go. And you can actually have people um, come to your business because they know you in these other spaces. And so Tracy, um, you and I had talked about, you know, being out in the community and I think that's going to be um, another episode later on, but just, mm-hmm. um, I was, I went to a, um, to, to piggyback going out into the community, I actually wanted to get more involved in understanding how the governments, the actual local governments work, because I have not been very involved in all of that. Um, yeah. it's, it's just like, you know, I vote, and that's great. <laughs> and did y'all keep y'all promises? Yeah, right. maybe. All right, we'll see what happens. I don't know. That I haven't kept up with you. Yeah. Right. Saying. So I don't really know. So I I said, all right, I had um some extra time. I went to one of the city council meetings for um Philadelphia and I went one to one for um Westchester because that's where the, my kids' school is. And I actually found myself networking in that situation, right? Because I was like, um, there was a woman who was sitting next to me who was a higher up, she was there representing, they were passing a bill that they were talking about and she was representing um, one of the larger organizations or companies. And then there was another lady there who's actually the head of the Philadelphia Library. I love the Philadelphia Library. And I was like, oh my God, the Philly Library is awesome. And she introduced me to like the director of, and I'm going, I'm actually, now I may not see these people for six months, but I can actually say, oh my gosh, we met at the, Blah, blah, blah. So, you know, um, networking effectively just really looks like, where do you want to be? You know, where do what, what is important to you? What is your priority, both business wise, and then what's your priority personally, and you can find yourself um, networking outside of the traditional sense. And that's usually where a good bit of your real connections are made anyway, because you're not there, as Tracy said, selling somebody on an idea um, or trying to push your product or service. You're just there being you. And that's, that's who they, they connect with. So um, networking has been a very icky place. I know um, (laughs) a lot of people, you know, you get the you always think of the guy in the suit with the tie, with the drink in his hand, going around just shoving. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's almost, it's almost like you know, it's it's it like you you brought up a couple couple words, the masculine part yes. of the networking, and it really reminds me of um, it's not dating, but it's like when you're at a book. yeah, and you know the chasing, right, yeah. and men like the chase and you know women aren't really i i don't i don't chase all right and i'm not chasing mm-hmm. um so i i it makes me it helps me to understand more how that whole environment is not for me yes because i am not a chaser so i'm not going to sell you on you know anything that i'm doing i'm just gonna let you know what it is that i do but then I don't really feel like being beholden to hear you tell me what you do. Right. And then I realize, oh, it doesn't have anything to do with me. So, all right, have a good day, you know. So, <laughs> and there's your, there's um, your 15 minutes gone that you can never get back, right? <laughs> never get back. Yeah. yeah. I'm just sitting here like, why? Why did I do that to myself? You right. know, and 
you know, I'm definitely more intrigued by the journey of people. I'm more intrigued by where they are now and where they're going and, you know, how they're balancing life, you know, and I think it just goes back to, like you said, the relationship that you're building over time. Um, and like, for me, I use my Instagram, I create my relationship, I purchased a product from whomever, but now I have a, a specific intention on how I connect. Mm -hmm. And first is black women. Mm -hmm. If they're in business, that's who I want to work with first. Then it's um, women, other women of color. And then it's white women. Uh -huh. No, I'm lying. It's black women, black men. Okay. Then other women of color, and then white women, and then white men. Okay. But you know, I had to, and this is all part of how I want to spend my money. Mm -hmm. And this is more personal; it's not business related, but it's more personal on how I'm intentionally spending my money. But it does convert over to who do I want in my store? Who do I want, you know, the products of? And, you know, it's not anything against other people, but if I can't find it in the lineup, then I will go to the mass marketplace to get it. Get it, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it's, again, that's all part of networking and it's all part of using the dollar or moving the dollar, dollar around. Yeah, that you want to, but it comes with intention, but that comes with time. Right. I didn't have the thought process until recently with, you know, all of the injustices and different things like that. So, you know, your networking, everything that we've discussed about networking took us throwing ourselves into the pond and realizing, oh, I'm right this time. Let me go over here. Let me, yeah, right. you know, I'm not going to waste my time. Or, you know, you see an event and you look it up and you go, oh, okay, that does look like something I could be interested in. Or you can easily go, nah, I, I think I'm going to pass on that one because you've experienced those events before. Right. And it's very helpful. Um, and, and I want to be very, uh, I want to point this out. You know, there are times where even in the beginning, as you're getting to know which pond you fit in, which pond you want, which what your tiers are for your audience and who you want to work with and who you prefer to network with and all of that. There are times where your gut will literally tell you, I need to be here or I don't need to be here, right? Um, yeah. I had a situation where I was in, um, it's a very upscale affluent office space held here in the the philadelphia area and i literally fell out of place now i don't know if i think some of it was what they were giving off but other parts of it was just some imposter syndrome stuff that i was dealing with at the time and i wasn't really sure why on god's green earth god would have me sitting in the seat in this place why i felt uncomfortable um and yeah, but there was a, at, all, at the end of all of it, there was a message that I needed to receive from a complete and total stranger. Mm -hmm. And that message is now something that I'm acting on, right? It, it was a message I heard two years ago. 
it sat, it sat with me and it landed and I'm now getting to a place where I can implement and act on that message and thank God for being patient with me because he'd be having to slap me around 50 million times before I could get it. But your gut is going to tell you, and you can question because I think sometimes I know I, I grew up in an Orthodox Baptist household. We were not question. We could not question the Bible. We couldn't question God. We couldn't question the pastor. We couldn't question no damn body. Right. <laughs> but right. it's okay to ask the question: Am I where I'm supposed to be? You know, why do you have me here? I feel really uncomfortable in this space. My gut is telling me I need to be here, but everything else inside of me is telling me I need to go. Um, because then those will allow you to get where Tracy and I are in the place where it's like, I can now go, I can get sent an invite for an event, right? This networking is something that I can easily go, yep, nope, I'm not going. Or yeah. something else pops up on my LinkedIn notifications. Um, and, you know, there's a webinar being hosted that I didn't plan for, but something's telling me to go to this. And then I find mm -hmm. out in that, I meet people who I was supposed to meet who are now I can connect with in different ways who may not have congruent things going on, but there's some mm -hmm. connect that we can make and we can, you know, figure it out. So be very intentional, as Tracy says, listen and pay attention um, and, yeah. and, and be prepared to make yourself uncomfortable, you know, to, to really go in those places that you're like, I have no idea why I'm here um and and right. just be open because you may not be there for that somebody may be there who may link you up to somebody else so you just you just never know networking effectively is really being open um yeah and that's that's i think the yeah i think the openness of networking even when you don't like it yes is uh the key to it being effective yes you know, um, because again, you never know who you're going to meet. You never know who you're going to, what that person or that event is going to lead you to, mm -hmm. you know, because it's all part of the journey. The yeah. journey is, is ongoing and, you know, you may have, you may think or have an expectation of, oh, I'm going to go here and this is what's going to happen. And none of that happens. And then five years later, because of that event that you were in, or because of this connection that you made, yes. you know, now you're on a road that five years ago, you weren't even ready for. Right. So even if the opportunity did come, you would have flubbed it up anyway. Right, right. Not that that's a bad thing, but I'm just saying, you know, it's a lesson in everything, but five years later, now you are more confident, you're more, you know where you are, you know where you're going, you know, you know, and all of these things play a big, big part in the beginning, the journey, the whatever. So you, you just have to, you got to start somewhere. And sometimes you just start with what looks good and what feels good. And then you adjust from there. Right. Um, and so my last thing, because uh, you talked about learning um what looks good and what feels good and and being a part of the um journey and dang it train of thought went <laughs> we, we, i'm on my i'm just gonna let y'all know these days be long boy um <laughs> right <laughs> these 50 million hats. um your head gets tired 
So there was a point that Tracy made that I wanted to piggyback on, but just just be open, right? Be be open. Um, be willing to fall flat on your face. Be willing to have the craptastic, um, one of my favorite words, craptastic um, elevator pitches where people look at you and go, what? You do what? Yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then maybe you need to explain some more or maybe you just need to walk away. Because <laughs> yeah. they just might not get it. <laughs> yeah. Take the steps. Right. <laughs> They're just not that into you. It's okay. You right. Know? Um, okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. So, oh, that's what it was. When Tracy said about um, knowing your audience, I'm actually, and, and, oh, I wanted to ask you really quick and then I can, I'll chime in. Do you use your elevator pitch at all? No. Okay. Um, I'm actually at a point now, I, I have to use, I, I still have to use my pitch in, in one way, shape or form, but I've gotten so good with being able to feel the room, right? So I, I cater my pitch to whether or not, and I, I'm, I'm going to be very careful. No, I'm, I cater my pitch to whether or not I want to continue to a relationship with somebody, right? So if somebody asks me what I do and something doesn't feel right, I will completely take my elevator pitch to the most complicated direction. And they'll be like, oh, uh, what? You, yeah, exactly. Right. Keep it moving. Um, and then, right. you know, for other people, I'll, I'll bring it down or I'll, they'll say something and I'll pick it up and I'll, I'll be able to relate it to them. Um, so you, you have to put yourself out there to even be able to do that. Cause there's some people you just not going to want to, you're not going to network with, you're not going to want to work with all money ain't good money. And that's, that's okay. And yeah, that, that all money and good money piece is very important. Mm -hmm. Um, but again, it really comes with time yes. and you, you know, you have to get that terrible customer mm -hmm. for you to be able to go, well, you know what, next time. I'm good, you know, I'm never, but you have to get that person. Right. You have to get that one who called, the one who emailed, the one who, and it's like, dog, you paying $50. Right. <laughs> you know? What you mean, 25, girl? You paying, tw I gave you the discount. Yeah, like, you put it in a text. Like, I don't, you don't need to call me. <laughs> but you need it. You need them to push you into the boundaries. Yes. Right, because I think that for, I know for me, I think the reason why networking can be so skeevy is because I had no boundaries. Mm. I'm trying to talk to any and everybody or I'm letting people talk to me or letting people sell to me. Right. And you know, there's sometimes now where it's like, uh, no thank you. Right. And that's it. You know, even with the banks. Oh my God, you've become a member of a bank and they're calling you and telling you about this and telling you about that and telling you and, and your response is, oh, okay, all right, I'll look at it. And now they're calling you back because you said right. you was going to Right, so did you follow up? So now I say, I'm not interested. Right. And they don't call. <laughs> How great is that now? Now my relationship is wonderful. Yes. You know, I had to contact my, um, right. I had to contact my banker right now. She gave me her personal phone number. Now, when she did that, I said, you don't have to do that. I can just call. You said, well, I like to, all right, well, we, all right, great. I'm, now I'm glad you did. So I sent her a text. <laughs> 
I sent her a text. Hey, I need. I got a question. Blah blah blah. Are you gonna be around tomorrow? She responds, "Who is this?" Oh, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. That's fair, right? I now I didn't say. Did I? Let me see. Hold on one second, y'all. Let me. <laughs> this is because I need. This is I need the receipt, right? The all the one and only. Come on yeah, now. I need the receipt. Okay, so I, I said that I, I have a business bank account with you guys, but I never said who or what I was, which is okay. fair. Mm-hmm. Real question. So my I respond, I am Tracy, my business is blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Um, she don't say nothing. Hmm. My response was, hello? <laughs> Why are you be around? Like, right. I mean, it's one say hey you know i'm off i don't want to but you gave me your Your number number. Mm -hmm. and told me to call anytime now i didn't do a solid and text you right instead of calling you know (laughs) yeah the the boundaries are important because you just oh my gosh is that i think that needs to be a whole three-part series on the podcast But you, but, but, but the way that we have season one and season two set up, you gotta get the season three to know what the boundaries are and how to right. them. I can't tell you about boundaries in the beginning and you ain't started your business. If, no, 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 you're right. I'm just saying that that's a whole right, you know. <laughs> multi-parter right there. Because <laughs> you know, you it's said, the same yeah. even with like the utility companies. Right. Right. They'll call you and they'll, oh, uh, did, did, there's something wrong with the bill. Okay. And mm-hmm. why are you calling me? Right. I paid it. Right. So you need to be refunding me my money, but there's a tone that changes when you're the owner. Right. Not just the resident. Right. When you are the commercial, because they don't have no chill for you as a commercial. Mm-hmm. Ain't no payment plan, boo. Yeah. No commercial right business. I'm just not at all. You should be cut off. You ain't got right. the money, it's getting cut off. Oh, no. <laughs> no, you know. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so that same mentality that you coming in from the job and you coming in as a resident and all of that goes away. And yeah. so in that, you have to set boundaries too. And that's what I did by picking and choosing the events, by creating a checklist of what does the event need to have for me to consider it. Mm-hmm. I say yes, right? But consider it, and then what's my financials? Because there's a budget for me and my participation. So if I'm going to a, you know, Philadelphia Commerce Chamber, whatever, and y'all charging me fifty dollars every time I show up, you will you will give me two times right. because I don't have that fifty dollars twelve times. Right. No, you're right. Now, I want to ask you a question because we're talking about networking and networking effectively. You had somebody in the bank world who gave you their phone number and they said, Mm -hmm. you could call me anytime and you reached out and didn't hear from them. What does that do in your mind for that relationship? I already want to leave the bank Uh, before this. Mm -hmm. So it just confirmed that you don't know you you really didn't want that and I get it because I turn my stuff off I have a business number right so when you need me you call the business only a few people have my personal number and they already know even if they don't know I'm not responding to you after a certain time but that's part of my boundary right if you're talking work talk 
I'll holler at you tomorrow when I'm up at 10 o'clock, you know, and open at 10 o'clock. I'm not talking to you at 6 a.m., you know right. what I'm saying? Um, but that's, yeah, but yeah. No, I mean, I'm, I'm not very happy with that bank, but it's a big bank. Mm-hmm. And big banks do different, do things a little differently than the smaller banks. They do. So, yeah. But you, you do have the, the option. I, I have a friend who said something to me about relationships. And, um, and this goes for networking. She was like, pay attention to how you feel when they leave. Mm. And that'll tell you how you need to relate to them. And I was like, okay. Yeah. And, and that, so in networking, yeah. Pay pay attention to how you feel when you finish interacting with them. And that'll, that'll tell you everything you need to know. Um, is there anything, I'm going to bring it, bring it in. Was there anything else that you wanted to add to that? Um, no, I just think that, you know, to network effectively, I think just to piggyback off of the feeling of if you are in the beginning stages of putting yourself out there, um, I mean, yeah, if you're in the beginning stages of putting yourself out there, get ready to be uncomfortable. Yeah. Because it is uncomfortable. Right. Right. Get, I mean, if you're not a, a talker, if you're shy, if you're, well, you're going to get a roll in. I don't even care if it's just a, hey, how you doing? You're going to have to say something. Right. Um, but just know that like many things in business, it's part of figuring out what is going to work for you and your business. Right. And that's just what it is. And that's how it becomes effective. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that was it for episode number three. We will see you on episode number four. And you guys, thank you for spending time with us. Um, And we look forward to seeing you come back, hearing you come back, talking to you coming back. (laughs) (laughs) I know, it's so crazy. I know, right? (laughs) Leading in with you guys on the next episode. (laughs) All right, this is Kiana Latisse and... Lacey Lee saying, talk to you soon. Bye. All right.